Yeah! Absurd, outlandish, ridiculous. Those are all things that I was called yesterday by no less an authority than flea. And you know what else I might have been, uh, Al? What do you got? Right. <laughs> well, time will tell. Right? That's the other thing that I might have been in all of those things. We we will see starting before too long. I can't wait. I'm still looking at, you know, when um, when Chris mentions that you're kind of like Denzel in uh-huh. training day. Very similar. I'm more Jake Hoyt, right? <laughs> more Jake Hoyt. Funches, I think, is either – Funches is smiley. Funches okay. is – you just you don't mess around. You just don't mess around with Smiley. You don't mess around with Funches. That that's yeah. kind of the the if if I had to kind of go through the characters, that's what that's the one I think Funches is. That all works for me. I, I, I I'm okay with my role as is Denzel in this whole thing. That's certain. I, I know it ends poorly for him up against the car at the end. I I don't want that. But man, but you have a good life. Really I'm okay to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I don't like, and, and this is I guess just the inevitable progression of when you do a show when you're with the same group of people day after day after day that you know you and Isley have been doing it Funches has been doing it with us for a long time Emily is the newest addition but it's been here Emily how long have you been here is it a couple months now uh, about a month, and a, half. Six months <laughs> and a half okay. six years in car troubles she she's figured out my deal already and I really don't like it because she sent a video in our group chat last night of a, a young woman who did a TikTok of her father at the airport and she was making fun of her dad doing all these dad things in the airport. And as I'm looking at it, I realized that of the eight or nine things that that guy did, I do like seven of them. And okay, she's so like, is this Travis getting what are ready some for his vacation? The, what are some of the things that... I'm holding that, the tickets. I'm not letting any of the kids get in. I will control the boarding passes until we get well, onto the airport. Here's my question. Why do you say it like that? Like, Why are you already irritated as if somebody already lost their ticket? We haven't let even me, got let, to that part yet. Let, let, let me help you out with something here, Al. Mm-hmm. You don't have any kids. And until you know the frustration of, hey, do you have your ticket? Yeah, I got it. You sure you have your ticket? Yeah, I got it. And then you walk up the line, okay, give the lady your ticket. I don't have it. All you, all you need to do is do that once, and then you will understand my frustration with it. So you're the holding idea all the of, tickets, hey, the passports, the IDs, everything. you're holding everything? I, I've got it. My wife can hold her own stuff. She's a responsible adult. She's fine. But everyone else, I will take care of it. The idea of getting there super early and hanging out by the gate I'm 100% on that. I have a flight later this afternoon. I will be there in plenty. Here's what's not going to happen to Travis today. I'm not going to miss my flight. That's not going to happen. I will be there on time. The idea of making sure that everybody's hurrying up. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Making sure that everybody's queued up properly for security. I do all of these things, and I don't like that it took Emily about six weeks to figure out my deal exactly. So there's that. Are you at the gate? So you're flying to San Francisco, right? Oakland, but yeah. Okay, flying to Oakland. That let's say that gate also has a flight going to Utah prior. You're, you're there before they even board for the flight to Utah. Oh yeah, like I, I sure. could see you four hours before four anything aggressive. happens. Two, two. I'm, yeah. I'm four, four, four. Like four is too much. I don't need to be there. But two. Once we're under two, my anxiety level goes from like a seven to like a nine and a half. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's and- about. And so you're the airport person, but then your wife is is the planning person. So she takes care of all the all yeah. the scheduling for all the events and why you're not ziplining. That well, that's not why I'm not ziplining, but yes, that's yeah, you're right. She she is the she actually used it. I, you know, this is funny. Let me see she's if I she organi- hit me with she's a, organized, you're a dictator. That's that's well, the, basically. That, that's how we she, that's how the family uh, dynamics work. She used a uh, reference today, and she goes, I bet you nobody would know what this is. If I said to you that she's the Julie McCoy of our family, do you do you have any idea what that means, any of you? No. Nope. I got three shaking heads there. Yeah, she was the social director on the love boat. <laughs> so you guys, you guys need to get up to speed on the, your 1970s I was going to say, uh, call McCoy's wife. Yeah. She's, would, the, no, she's be, the JoJo Siwa of TikTok. Is that what it is? We're going to make that she reference? She would have been Colt McCoy's grandmother. That's how old, That's about how it would come together. Anyway, Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's a tweet yesterday that LeBron James put out, Slee. It said, keep talking about my squad, our personal ages, the way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our prime in this league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please, and I mean please. Keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Hashtag thank you, at King James. 
Okay, so basically, everybody that's saying we're old and busted up and don't fit well together, make sure that you remind yourself that you said that when it starts. Fine. I think that's a pretty common message. Why did he delete it? Why is it gone? It doesn't seem that controversial that's to me. The, that's the only thing that um, – that's my only question mark about the tweet. Because, I, I, by the way, we've been saying when LeBron first came to the Lakers, do you remember that conversation? Oh, he's coming here for Hollywood. Yep. He's not coming here to win basketball games. He's not coming Retirement here because gig. he wants to win an NBA championship. And, you know, obviously LeBron has proved over the three years, injured, not injured, whatever the case is, Winning is still the biggest priority for LeBron James, whatever he can do to help with the roster and moves and everything else. I don't understand. There's nothing he said in there that I – other than I love that there's some extra motivation. I love that there are a lot of – you know, to be honest with you, Chad, there's a lot of people chirping around about the Los Angeles Lakers, cracking some jokes when they can. AARP, everybody's live. Ha, ha, ha. I got that in the mail the other day, by the way, for like for real. That was sobering. (laughs) It's okay. Who's this for? (laughs) You know that you don't have to be over fifty to get AARP, right? You can get it younger. Yeah, but anyway, regardless, (laughs) they they the one thing that I do say is that for from LeBron James' perspective, they they definitely have a team that's got some extra motivation, added motivation. Now, whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. You know, you sent me something earlier today about Mark Medina put something, I think, on USA Today, and I just kind of read a a couple pieces of it. Basically, you're going all in, and it could fold. That could happen. Guys could get injured. Uh, You know, the median age that we're talking about, you got rid of players and you're taking some chances on some other guys. That could all easily happen. Or at the other side of it, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis are fantastic together. All these other role players fit. Listen, I I could be optimistic about it. I could feel good about it because I really genuinely do. But I I understand where other people are coming from. I like LeBron kind of going at his way to say, okay, everybody keep, you know, keep talking, keep chirping. I don't understand why the the, uh, tweet got deleted. That that one doesn't make sense to me. Let me throw this out there as a theory. And I don't know if I believe this, but it at least fits, right? That what, what he's basically saying is, hey, everybody that's saying that you don't like this, keep doing it because I want receipts on you. Right, I want to make sure that I know that you said this and you said this and Travis, you said that. I get that. Okay, fine. Could he have deleted it because of the very same reason that he doesn't want Travis or anyone else saying, hey, remember remember back in early August when we were all like, hey, I don't know about this, and you were saying, no, 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 this is great. Keep the... Did he get rid of it because of that? No, because it's, it's already there. But it's why, already there. Then why delete you already it? Tweet it? But that's my point. My point is you already tweeted it out. So it, we are talking about it right now. And it's not like, you know, it's gone or anything. That's going to be there. That's how LeBron James feels. That's how LeBron should feel. Uh, by the way, there's stuff on this here about, you know, what does he say? He stays injured. Obviously, he's talking about Anthony AD. Davis in that yeah. regard, right? The, the the conversation about AD. So, I, or could that, he, by the way, I don't mean to cut you off, Al, but he'd also him. be talking about himself. Yeah, even himself. Right? The, the staying injured means he, look, he wasn't right last year. Mm-hmm. He, he got hurt, and then he he came back, and he tried, and he was competitive, but he wasn't LeBron James. He could be talking about himself. We uh, Yesterday when we, we were hitting on the Lakers offseason, and you said that you're feeling better today than you were a week ago when that Russell Westbrook trade went down. And listen, mm-hmm. there were so many open roster spots. You were trying to figure out what the Lakers are going to do. And now that the dust has kind of settled, and you see the, the team that the Lakers have, you know what's crazy, Trav? I have... If I said what are one of the biggest storylines about the Lakers this offseason to this point, one of those storylines is going to be Dennis Schroeder is still on the market, nowhere to be found, no conversations about him, turned down four years, $84 million. Uh, I, in a weird way, kind of feel bad for the guy. Got to be honest with you. Kind of feel bad for Dennis Schroeder. (laughs) You're, You're a much better person than I am. Because here's what I here's how I see it. Hey, you want eighty four million? No. Bye. Pound sand, buddy. Well, that, that is you, what you, happened. You you rolled the dice and it came up, you know, craps for you. Sorry, you never really wanted to be here in the first place. You never really understood what it meant to be a Laker. You never really. You're the guy that took down Laker guard on your Instagram page before the season was actually over. You're telling me that you feel sorry for a guy that's gone out of his way to make it crystal clear that he didn't want to be here in the first place. Um, I don't. 
while I you don't. were saying that, I was looking up his agent. I'm like, uh, I don't know if uh, he got the best uh, the best um, advice here in the offseason. You know, I, actually, I, I think it's interesting that you say that because w- the reason why you don't feel bad for Dennis Schroeder is because it's Dennis Schroeder. Let me give you an example. If the Lakers offered Alex Caruso a contract in during the season and he turned it down mm-hmm. and then Caruso hit the open market and he found out that there were no suitors for him – you would feel a different way for Caruso because, sure. man, this guy has grinded his entire career. He has not got that big contract yet. Uh, he helped the Lakers win an NBA championship. He truly, truly appreciated being a Los Angeles Laker. That one right there. That's the yeah. one why I would feel sorry for him because of that very last one you just said. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that's – that. I, I get your point. I guess I look at it more as this dude is left sitting there on his own, all these other free agents are sitting with other teams. There's a couple guys left. Who's left? Kelly Oubre, Reggie Jackson, Kawhi Leonard. Most of these mm-hmm. guys, you know what's going to happen. I don't know what will happen to Oubre. But Dennis Schroeder could very, very easily end up on a one-year deal trying to prove himself again to go out and try to get another contract. I feel like, Trav, every time you say that about a player, they don't get another big contract. They don't get no. another big contract opportunity. Look, th- this is and it's just this is pro sports in a nutshell. He made a bet on himself, and it was a bad bet. And and to your point, I think it's a good one. His agent, whoever that is, should have said, hey, look, before we say no to $84 bucks, let's just play this out. Here's what could happen, okay? If, if, If everything breaks wrong, and it probably won't, but if everything breaks wrong, you could be the last man standing with nowhere to go, and no one has the money to pay you what you want to be paid. You could be in a really disadvantageous spot if this is how it breaks. That's the job. The, the job of any good agent is to present the worst possible scenario so you can kind of understand these things as well as the best possible scenario, right, and try to find something closer to the other one. This is the worst possible scenario, $84 million. No, I'm good, man. I'm going to go out and see what else I can get. Okay. They All right. Might, they don't want him. No. Chicago They're not Chicago the gave Lonzo four years, 85, right? Chris Paul got four years, Six hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. Uh, okay, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Chris Paul mm-hmm. obviously got his contract. Kyle Lowry got his money. I think the three years ninety in Miami. It's not even. It's one thing to. Let Let's say there wasn't a point guard. There are other point guards that got money. He didn't get the money. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's not as if Though they there chose were other not positions. It yeah. It's not that there were other positions out there that no, we spent our money on a small Ford. We went out, got this, we got that. Point guards got paid this summer. Not all of them. He wasn't one of them. <laughs> no. No. And look, bad bet. When someone says you want $84 million, the answer should, unless you're LeBron it, James, should probably be yes. Is it weird that I think a lot of Laker fans feel the same way you do? Just yeah. based more on, like you just said, he didn't really come off as – there were opportunities for him. And I, I think, you know, listening to his, his uh, interviews, even his exit interview – Hey, I just want a chance to be a free agent. You could respect that. You know, you could. I, I have never been a free agent in my life. I want to be a free agent. By the way, he was coming off a contract where I think he was making fifteen million a year, something along those lines. So it's not like the guy hasn't got paid. But now that you kind of look at it, hindsight, four years, eighty-four million is twenty-one million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Do you know how fair of a contract that was from the Lakers? That's an incredibly fair contract. And, oh, by the way, that doesn't mean the Lakers weren't going to sign him to the four years, 84, and then still potentially shop him around because they own him. So I, I get that part of it. But it's a it's an interesting piece to have somebody who thought that four years, 84, wasn't enough from the Los Angeles Lakers, and now he's sitting there and the music stops. As Funches was saying, there's no chairs left. All right, so it's not just the Laker players that are in a do-or-die situation. There's one other guy that has a lot on the line going into this season. That's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
Not going to lie. Easy to kind of bob your head to this. I don't dislike it. Is this something you'd send me out to like uh, to go pick up? Hey, Trav, as my personal assistant, I expect yeah. you to go curate the uh, Serbian Rejoin music. Is that part of my responsibilities? No. no, 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 no. That's I would not let you anywhere near selecting the music. The I'm last fine. thing you do, you've said this how many times, music is not your thing. Nope. You want me to have you go put together Serbian music? <laughs> well, look, I'm your assistant. I'll do whatever you want me to do. It's a, it's up to you. I do Punches remember right when, we were, his head. right when we were starting the show, you said, hey, Trav, I'm thinking about this for the music. What do you That's think? Right. And my response was, I don't care. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you want to give me like a couple artists that you like, you know, just something, just a kind of vibe? No. Okay. All right. That sounds good. I'm good. I'm good with that. We can do yeah, the Serbian thanks. rejoin. We can do your, your reggae Sunday. thing. We can do rage like we do at the start of the show. It's all. It is all or good. Quavo. Quavo, yeah, sure. I mean, since we're talking about personal assistance with Quavo, let's do that for sure. Here's one. It says it's from a uh, new name here, Los Angeles Nursing Home. Uh, it says, as Travis, as Alan Slewis' assistant, does that mean that you have to go get Alan's dry-cleaned Eldon Campbell jersey and Vladi Divac's standee? Do you have both of those things, Slee? Hey, Trav, run down and get Vladi out of the cleaners. Why does Eldon always come up? And I, I, I It's the right player. Like, if there's a player you're going to throw out there, Eldon's the right one to throw out there. Well, he – so Eldon was a good example because he was a pretty good player, but the t- but he was all, – you always felt like you needed a little more from him. You never all, felt like you were you getting mean, it a all. A little? You always yeah. – every but, time you talk to Eldon, you, you would be like, yeah, that player didn't live up to it. <laughs> Don't be Eldon. It's perfect. It's it's the perfect guy that you would be preoccupied with. I absolutely love it. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. You know what? I honestly didn't know this until this morning because yep. there are so many other things floating around in the Laker universe with LeBron and AD's health, with the acquisition of Russell Westbrook, them filling up the roster the way that they did. Dennis Schroeder, we just talked about a minute ago. Frank Vogel's coming into this season as a lame duck. That The Lakers have not extended his contract. This is the final year on his three-year deal. He's won a championship. And then the second year, just you know, a bunch of bad luck kind of came the Lakers' way and where they really – nothing that Frank Vogel I don't think did wrong. Why are they letting him go into a season as a lame duck? You typically do not see this. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. There's a good article right now in The Athletic on this from uh, Bill Orem who covers the Lakers for The Athletic. So I, I don't know, Trev, but I, I've never got the feeling or the vibe of – just think about this. You win an NBA championship with the Los Angeles Lakers – it's different with other teams. Um, Eric Spolstra, you know, that's somebody that okay, he'll be in Miami for as long as maybe I'm wrong here, but he'll as be long in as Miami. Pat Riley's there, Spolstra's going to be there. Yeah, it feels protected. Feels like okay, this that's the guy in Miami. Um, I don't need to talk about Popovich, and I'm not making examples. Maybe a better example is Rick Carlisle. Carlisle was with the Dallas Mavericks for 12, 13 it, years, something yeah, along forever. those lines, maybe even longer than that. And this is the first season that he'll be uh, he'll be away from the franchise. I'm not sure why Coach Vogel there has not been any extension, or maybe there are conversations in the background. Signed a three year deal, and, and the one thing with Coach that you always kind of, especially in his first year, you always thought, well, who's his main assistant? Before they won that championship, a lot of the conversation was more about. Well, he's just holding the job for Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's mm-hmm. now moved on, so um, he's obviously gone. He's out of the mix. If if the Lakers, let's say, had a had a poor season, things didn't go well. I don't know how much you're gonna. The coach is easily the target of well, you didn't do well. You blame it on the coach and just take that game to game. When you used to do post game shows, that obviously op- happens so often. It happens in every sport. Oh, there's but a I, Luke Walton call every night. Get rid every of him. Night. Get rid of him. Get rid of there him. There you know. And yeah. and I, I think with Frank, you got to have, I'm assuming here, you have to have at least two more years with the Lakers. At least. And I'm 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 saying that because that's the window with LeBron. LeBron's got two years left on his contract. So You're talking about Russell two Westbrook. more beyond this season? I'm saying at least plays out the remainder of this year and next year as in with LeBron's contract. And I say that because 
it's not too uncommon that after that, let's say you start kind of rebuilding, who's going to be with Anthony Davis? Maybe they, they look in a different direction. It's like, okay, well, everything's changing here. LeBron's not here anymore. Westbrook's gone. But at least the next two years with LeBron James, you would think that you know his job's got to be obviously secure. Yeah, I, well, I, I think you're right with one – I'll carve out one little exception, um, and it's how, right? That if, if it does go bad, if the Lakers do have a bad season – why and everybody's healthy? And yeah, everybody's healthy. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That if the Lakers struggle because of injuries, or or they just they, even if they play well, just say they get beat, right? Let's say I don't know that Denver throws together a, a sure. great season, it just beats them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in any sort of trouble because he's been here two years. One of the years ended in a championship, and the other one is easily looked at as look that that wasn't a Vogel thing. That was just yep. a bad luck thing. But if everybody's kind of healthy, and this is by the way. The, it kind of comes back to what I've been saying for the last week or so. If everybody's healthy and everything just doesn't kind of fit together very well, mm-hmm. even if it's not his fault, I think that he will bear the brunt of that. And and I don't know how fair that is. I would argue that it's not fair because if you give me a, a you know a square peg in a round hole, how the hell am I supposed to get it in there? I, you know, what, what do you want from me? I can't make that work. But that's not how it works in pro sports. They're not going to blame the players very often. It's going to land on the coach. I, I think that happens. But I agree with you, Al. I don't think. First of all, I wouldn't be surprised if in an hour we heard that there was an extension. An extension. That was just about that. It, it does two feel years like on the, top of this. Yeah. This, after yeah. this season, sure. But. That being said, maybe they are, you know, kind of waiting to see exactly how this thing starts, how it looks, because you typically don't see somebody go in in a one-year deal, much less somebody go in on, on the last year of their deal that had won a championship in the not-too-distant rearview mirror. That You just don't see that very often. That's why I don't think he's going anywhere unless there's a catastrophe, and, and a catastrophe that could be avoided. That's that's why I say, that's why I kind of I, I hesitate or I pause with this. I pause with usually – when you're in the middle of a run. Lakers have been in the middle of a run since LeBron James came to the Los Angeles Lakers. I know the first year wasn't all that realistic, but once Anthony Davis got here, now you got a shot at winning championships. You got one. LeBron's contracts for two more years. LeBron, in an interview when he was promoting Space Jam, said he'll play four, five, six, seven more years, however long his body will let him. Um... If it's two more years for LeBron James, Russ is on a two-year contract. Obviously, Anthony Davis is going to be the foundation of the future. I can't see a scenario playing out where he's not at least here for those two years. Yeah, I think so too. You know what? i got to be honest. Yeah, I was bummed that Slovenia lost by a single point to France in the semifinal game. I would have loved to have seen Luka go up against Team USA in the finals. That would have been a whole hell of a lot of fun. I haven't paid a ton of attention yeah. to Olympic basketball, but I, I would have paid attention to that. That would have been the awesome. The game was, at, I think, like 1240 or something this morning. Yeah. It, it was something at, at that time. I, th- I thought this was interesting, and I know we got the sound for this. Um, and I brought it up to you earlier today, and you – I think it's the first time you and I got mad at each other. That was that. That might have been the first time. Might have been the first time. Take a look the last. This is this is Luca. Um, this is Luca prior to the game. L- listen to how he views what a gold medal would mean for his country. Uh, I would say gold medal with Slovenia. It's you play for your country, and that's something that really, really. But I wouldn't mind both. Okay, so I didn't do the best job setting up there. He was asked the question of, would you rather win an NBA championship or a gold medal? He said a gold medal with Slovenia. You instantly said he's lying. Yeah, I believe he is. <laughs> I love it. I love the uh... – Because, look, what, 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 is, what is more likely that a 50-year-old Luka Doncic – Yep. It, it is sitting at home, wherever home. Maybe he's living in Dallas still. Maybe he's back in Slovenia. I don't know. Okay, he's he's wherever it is he wants to be because he's going to be a very rich man. Mm-hmm. And I don't think th- this is uncommon, by the way. What he just said I think is more un- more common with international players than you would think. So the reason it's a lie is mm-hmm. because if he's that 50-year-old guy and he is titleless in the NBA, the best league in the world, with yep. the best players in the mm-hmm. world, and he's one of the best players of his generation, which he yep. is absolutely going to be. Mm-hmm. And he is championshipless. Do you think he's going to call up? Uh, I don't know Steph Curry and say, "Yeah, but I got a gold medal for Slovenia in 2020, so it's all good." 
But it's not it's, comparing. It's not comparing to any USA players. It's not trying to talk to Steph no, Curry. I, it's representing your country, I, which I, I is get different that. for some well, of these other international for, players. First of all, I think people oversell that a lot because it's the only answer. It's you can't say, eh, you know, Slovenia, it's all right. I, I, I want to win for the match. That's not going on. You, you ha- it is you're a down, must I, answer I situation. I think you're downplaying it. I think I think if you it's ask, a JV tournament, Al. This this tournament is so unimportant. It is so unimportant. If you ask if you ask players in soccer, that international players, if you ask when Ronaldo won for Portugal, Argentina um, recently won uh, their world whatever it was that that the what was it the Concaf what Copa was it America oh Copa America okay who doesn't know that yeah I know it took a second there. <laughs> Um, if you ask some of these international players who play in the Premier League and play in mm-hmm. the the Spanish League and and play in these main main La Liga, play in some of these uh, these main leagues, when they win for their country, if and I'm not I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to make all I'm saying is this: we look at USA basketball different than other countries. Luca saying that he would rather win. Um, a championship for Slovenia over winning a championship in in the NBA, obviously on his team, the Dallas Mavericks, is not a surprise or a shock to me, and I don't think he's BSing. The 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 soccer one doesn't work for me because the the best soccer tournament in the world is an international tournament. The World Cup is the most important soccer tournament in the world. Period. Uh, I right? I think the Euro Cup is actually bigger than the World Cup. The the the. But this is we're talking the Olympics is one of these things that if we were sending our best guys, Lee, then it would be totally different. We're just not. We're we're sending what do you, but what in. Do you, what a do you mean we're not sending guys. our best guys? Did you see the the teams that the USA has so why, put why out in the Olympics? Why is beating somebody else's JV the most meaningful thing you can do? Two of the greatest, two of the greatest teams ever assembled in the history of basketball are during USA basketball. Because what do you mean we, we're not sending out our best? We haven't sent our best in forever. We send in a bunch of guys that are there, and even when we do send the best guys, they go over there because the, you can't say no. This is one of these things that I'm going to wrap myself in the flag and sing the song, and no one can criticize Trav, me because I'm Trav, there. But my spirit, I'm not. I don't. You can't give a make damn. the argument. You cannot make the argument. We're not sending anybody when literally the two greatest teams in the history of basketball were one sent of them to was USA 30, One of them was 30 years ago. What's your point? But why, why does that matter? Because it, it Be, because that case Al, being made, the, we, the dream team is arguably the not, greatest ever. And then you had the redeem team that came in 2008 was unbelievable. How can you not count that you're, into the you're equation? You're making my point for me. You're making my point that when we decide we want to care, this is a stupid tournament. There's no competition. That when we decide that we're just going to kind of limp our way through it, that someone else gets it, it doesn't mean anything. It's a, it's, it does it, not mean anything to the USA. It means something to these other countries. That's okay. the that at if, the end no, of the day, it if, means if, something to these other countries because on the Slovenian team not named mm-hmm. Luka Doncic said it. I'd believe that, but Luka's playing in the best league in the world. Luka is one of the best players in the world, playing in the best league in the world, and he knows that the hardest you one to you get. Are. You know what you are. That has steak and potatoes every night, and you're not eating enough international food. Okay, that's what's going on with well, you. Well, I went sushi last night. I had a wonderful night out. It was fantastic. We went to nice little Japanese place down at Dana Point. It was lovely. So that's not true at all. I don't believe it. <laughs> food true. is the bad example. I shouldn't have said food. Food <laughs> yeah, gave you a, you, food you gave you a right free pass. It. No. All right. So it is the 15th anniversary of. Talladega Nights, one of the great Will Ferrell movies. We're going to draft our favorites. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so I think this is, while we disagree on how much the Olympics matter to different yeah. people, Al, I think we can agree that everybody's pretty excited about a Will Ferrell movie. And Travis yeah. and Slay's brought you by. By the way, the World, Cup is, definitely, World Cup is definitely bigger than the Euro Cup. No, I, I know that. I didn't, I didn't want to do that to you yeah, yeah. on the air because I like you. I figured yeah. you were digging your own grave there enough. I was just going to let you do it, but that's fine. We can circle back. I'm scratching and clawing. <laughs> 
Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right, we're going to do a little snake draft here. Emily, what's the order for our Will Ferrell favorite movies, TV shows, skits draft? All right. And, and this is, real quick, this is the Talladega Nights. It's the 16-year anniversary okay. of Talladega Nights, Ballad of Ricky Bobby, one of the greatest Will Ferrell movies. And so the order for our snake draft is going to be Travis, then Alan, then Funch, and then well, me. How, how did we determine that? I just... Picked it myself, and then it's well, gonna go back. Um, it's gonna go me twice at the end, and then go back up. We, we had a lottery three. here, Alan. So we got a lottery here. Po- okay. Let me just point as long out as that there the was person, some kind of lottery. The the person that uh, there we go decided the order just happened to land in the best spot in the draft. I'm just putting that out there. Anyway, go ahead. Emily. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and for this, uh, you can do Will Ferrell as just appearances and shows, yep. SN- like other things. Okay, so Travis, you're up first. All right, I'm gonna go with a classic. Obviously, this is a, a where he is not just making a a appearance or a, a supporting character don't, he is the lead role and it was fantastic and it is eminently rewatchable and we all know just about every line from the movie i'm going to take anchorman with my first choice all right uh old school let's go keep it moving old school for me i'll take step brothers you guys want to talk about these movies at all or we want to be done with this in four seconds no the reason why <laughs> the reason why it just got serious so I wanted to get my old school it's almost as if it's a fancy football draft okay you got the quarterback you wanted let's keep it moving let's go <laughs> Emily all right I gotta go with my the hurry best. up hurry up go faster <laughs> faster 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 the best Christmas movie of all time elf great choice so so quotable so amazing it's great honestly choice. the only uh, Christmas movie that I will watch overrated <laughs> All right, Emily, you get another one. All right, my next one is going to be Kicking and Screaming. Oh, damn, Emily. I had that on my – I had that at the back of my list for my final pick. That is such a good choice. I'm, I'm very impressed Yeah, so Dick Butkus. It's, it's, it's so good. So it quotable. I was too eager. I was too eager. I needed to wait. It was too eager. <laughs> um, I'm going to go – it's not Dick Butkus. First of all, it's Mike Dicka. Mike right. Dick, Ditka, sorry. Okay, so, um, All the Dickpas. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a guess. He wasn't the lead in this movie, but he was. He played a very important role. Zoolander, has, he was Mugatu in very Zoolander. Good, good movie. Uh, you had it, Funch. I, I think if Funch would have picked Talladega Nights, I'm going to take Talladega. He was going to win. If he had Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, that's on Mugatu 39 is times a day a on TNT. Good performance. Um, all right, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Talladega Nights. No, Talladega Nights is a really good choice. That that is that is. I was hoping that maybe you would yeah. have thought it got yeah. picked already. Um, this is. I'm going to go a little this bit is deeper probably here. Why I was wanting to do this so fast. I started getting nervous. I thought maybe people <laughs> aren't thinking this through the way I'm thinking it through. No, you, you're you're in a pretty good spot. All right, I'm going to go with. And this is kind of a, a deep dive here, but. I'm going to go with Eastbound and Down, where he played Ashley oh, Schaefer, BMW yeah, owner. Yeah. So that <laughs> not, totally not forgot a ton. about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he is fantastic in that. And I'm going to go with another non-movie selection. He wasn't in it a ton, but he was really, really good when he did do it. I'm going to go with the the role of D'Angelo Vickers, where he replaced Michael Scott in The Office. That is controversial because many people did not like him in the office. I'm I'm on your side. I did like him in the office, but it's controversial. All right, Slee, you're up. This is a tough one for me because there are some really good ones still out there. I'm going to go with Saturday Night Live, more cowbell. Great choice. <laughs> Great we'll choice. We'll go with that one. Yeah, yeah we'll no, go with that one. The, the very best part of that scene is when he just puts the bell right next to the guy's face and just very slowly taps No, the, the best part is choice. his sweater up above his belly button. <laughs> That's pretty good. And too. I love the like behind the scenes that they didn't know because that that shirt was going to be that small. <laughs> like Will was like, "Make it smaller." Evelyn, how about how about they couldn't they couldn't stop I got laughing? A fever. And he only well, prescription. That that was Jimmy Fallon's cabin. entire deal. He laughs in every skit and kind of takes you out of it. So that's which is that's, good. That's I, I kind of like deal. that. There's a natural to it. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'm kind of torn here. Um, I really like Blades of Glory, but I'm going to go with the other guys with Marky Mark oh, Warburg. That's a great one. One that of the was, best by the movies. Way, by the way, have you seen that, Travis, or no? I, you know what? Honestly, you I gotta watch it, Travis. I'm telling yeah. you, it's his it's his most underrated. movie. It might be his movie. top three movie of all time. It's his most underrated movie, just because I, all the other ones are so big. That one's a fantastic. Mark Wahlberg's funny too. That's a good one right there. I need to see it. Emily, you got two. 
No, I think that's. She's got one. We got oh, one. We only, got left. one? Is, we only have yeah. three. Left. We only oh, have three to right. choose from. So I'm gonna go with my one of my favorites of all time. Shout out to my dad. I used to watch this movie with my dad all the time. Stranger Than Fiction. It is one of his only dramatic roles. It still has some funny stuff in it. Amazing cast. Amazing story. If you guys have not seen Stranger Than Fiction, go see it right now. Okay, I've not seen it. You yeah, see the trailer. It's got Emma Thompson I, I, in it. Not. Okay, so the the basis of the story is he uh, Emma Thompson's writing a novel, and whatever is writing in the novel is happening to Will Ferrell's character, and so she predicts that he's gonna die in the end. So essentially, he's trying to prevent that from happening. It's so good. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Watch it right now. Little bit of an upset that no like wedding right crowd right now, like and no travel Blades of do glory. the other the final. 20 no, minutes. I love Blades of Glory too. Jeez, yeah. Blades of Glory is really funny. And Wedding Crashers, I know again, just in it a little bit towards oh, the end. Gosh, dang but, it, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, the campaign is a good one. I don't know if you guys saw the campaign. That one's hilarious. What's another one that we miss? We miss another one. Semi Pro. Yeah, I, you know what? I, it, I love right. I love Will Ferrell movies, but that one just was okay. For really. Me. Yeah, yeah, that, that that one would be further down the list. Do you guys like I'd the Night at the Roxbury? Again, little one-note kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Wedding all- Crashers and Blades of Glory not getting picked. I'm also going to say another SNL uh, character he does that I love is his Harry Carey. His Harry Carey is fantastic. <laughs> well, the cheerleader was great, too, with Sherry O'Terry, where he did the uh, the cheer skits. He's he's had a bunch of them along the way. All right, we are to the point in the season. We are right in the home stretch. Every game matters for the Dodgers. Tough decisions coming up. We'll break them down next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So, as I look at it, I still think that Funches won. It's close, but I think Funches did the best job. Slee, you're probably second if I had to be totally honest. I don't like that I didn't take Wedding Crashers. As I look at this, we need to put it up on social and let the people decide. Problem with Wedding Crashers, he plays such a small role. Yeah, he's not in it much. So that's but the only good. Uh, that's the really only, good performance, though. Because if I just said to you, Al, meatloaf! Yeah. You know exactly, you know what, exactly I'm what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he wasn't boy, he blue. two or three scenes, but those two or three scenes, it was pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I, I don't I, like I, that Emily stole kicking and screaming. That was going to be my late inning pick. Okay, if 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 she gives out her recommendation, trust me when I'm telling you this. The other guys, like Funch has said, go see that one. That's a very quietly underrated Will Ferrell movie. You can give us your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. If we missed anything else, Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. The Dodgers have an off night tonight. They can kind of catch their breath out, and then they have a three-game series against the Angels this week. And here's some good news. They don't have to face Otani. He pitched last night. More on him coming up in the dump. But uh, the Dodgers, these series, they need to start winning series. They can't split series, and they certainly – can't lose any series along the way. They need to win series. They've got the Angels. They've got the Mets. They've got the Phillies. Those are the next three teams that are coming up. They need to start stacking some series wins. That We need to look up and see that they won 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, because the clock is ticking and the Giants aren't losing much. Yeah, and Trev, this is going to be the key. I mean, when, when obviously when Walker Bueller's on the mound, you're going to expect to win games. When Max Scherzer's on the mound, you're going to expect to win games. Even Julio Reyes has been so incredibly consistent, you're going to He's expect to win games. Um, Kershaw, other, he, before he got hurt, was really – I mean, he had a couple of clunkers, but he was another you, – you expected to win when he'd go out there. You expect it just, just because he's not there at the moment, so mm-hmm. hopefully he comes back soon. But I, I use all that as an example. Giants aren't going anywhere. They just continue to win baseball games, and they might not be playing – they might not be the hottest team in baseball, but they're 28 games over five hundred. That's the – you know, as much as – we kind of highlight the Dodgers, and you and I have mentioned this a couple different times. What, are they going to win 110 games, 115 games? That was conversation before the year started. Nobody thought that the San Francisco Giants, they haven't just had the best record in the NOS for a couple months now. They've had the best record in Major League Baseball, it seems like, for uh, – it seems like – 
more than any other team in, in baseball, they've been in the lead. So let's put it that way. And I don't see them. I think it's key every time that you mention another week has gone by. Mm-hmm. Did you gain ground or did you lose ground or did, did you stay a pat? Well, if you're the San Francisco Giants and everything is just staying at – if you're the Giants, you feel better than you did two weeks ago where the thought process was, no, as each week goes by, the Dodgers, they'll get a game here, they'll get a game and a half here based on you know what the schedule is. That hasn't been the case so far. Don't think about this too much. Just answer the question. Yeah. Does this race in the National League West go down in the final week of the season? Because I think it does. I was going to say – I really do. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think it does because if this – it's going to tighten up. There's no question about it. But if the Giants – injuries change everything, so we'll just put that caveat over on the side. But if both of these teams continue to be fully staffed, this is – it's four games is not nothing. It's not insurmountable, and there's still plenty of time left in the season. But if the Giants were going to have a big hiccup, it would have happened by now. If the Giants were going to have that, hey, we went two weeks and only won four games, it would have happened by now. They're gonna even if they play 500 baseball, the Dodgers have to really play at a high level just to start to cut into that lead. And they're not going to play 500 baseball for much more than a week or two, right? That they're going to continue to win 60, 60 plus percent of their games, which means the Dodgers need to win 70 plus percent of their games going forward. I think the Dodgers win the division. I think that they avoid that wild card. I really do. But Al, the more I think about it, yeah. the more I'm convinced that we're going to be talking about this, you know, September 25th or whatever it might be. And hey, you know what? The Giants are still only a game or two back of the Dodgers. I think they'll win the division, but I do not think that they pull away and get to kick their feet up for the last week or so of the season. It just doesn't feel like that. Uh, the the one thing that the Dodgers will have to their advantage, the Padres and the Giants still have 10 games against each other in September alone. Mm-hmm. So there is going to be, you know, I, I think for the Padres, that conversation about they're going to be in the mix here to win the division, that's every day that's fading a little bit more and more. So the the fact that they could be potentially fighting against Cincinnati, holding off the Reds for the wild card, or maybe potentially trying to think that they, they might get you know home field for that one playoff game, there'll be extra motivation against the Giants that will benefit the Los Angeles Dodgers. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, if there's ever a time to crank it up, and I, I know these last couple of days at at um, at, uh, at Dodger Stadium felt like playoff games. But as you start getting closer to September, and maybe the matchup won't be as big. Maybe it's not the Houston Astros or the San Francisco Giants. These games are all very incredibly meaningful to the Dodgers the rest of the way. I agree with one thing you said there, Al, but I want to kind of flesh it out a little bit more. You said that the Giants and the Padres are going to play each other a bunch in the final month of the season, and they are. And, and, and maybe they start to pick each other off. And I also agree with you that it feels like the Padres are starting to fade just a little bit. Tatis missing time obviously yeah. is, is a really big blow for them. Padres and Dodgers played nine times between now and the end of the season. That's a lot, okay? The Padres have really given the Dodgers trouble so far this season. So even if the Dodgers play 500 against the Padres, which is something they have not done so far this season, they're below 500, let's say in those nine games they go five and four, okay? You pick up one measly game in there. Sure, sure. That's 10 games. Okay, that's basically a week and a half, close to two weeks of baseball time that goes where you're just spinning your wheels again against a good team. So – Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, so you're right that anything can change. Anybody can win in any game. But I will tell you, I think the Padres season ended last Thursday. That's where it ended. Uh, Not even the Tatis, the Scherzer. The the Mm. fact that they thought Max Scherzer was going to go to the San Diego Padres ended up obviously with the Los Angeles Dodgers. When I say I feel like the season ended, Padres aren't playing good baseball. So as much as, you know, you're talking about the Giants, they continue to win, they continue to win. Padres are are finding ways to lose some of these games and they kicked one in the continuing night last to night. they kicked one last night continuing to distance themselves from this what we thought could be a three team race so I I, I I get what you're saying and I I think I still think there's something to what you're you know you've referenced a one game playoff is a dangerous Terrifying. dangerous situation you could be in and yes. If the Padres, if, if it was Dodgers-Padres in a one-game playoff, can Padres win a game? Of course they can. Anybody can. There's nobody in Major League Baseball that can't win one game. I don't care how good your team is. Yep. But I, that's the only thing I'm referencing. I feel like the, the Padres are fading, and I feel like a lot of it had to do with what went down a week ago, that Scherzer, if Scherzer ended up with the Padres, I think we're having a much different conversation, ended up with the Dodgers, Tatis goes down right after that. So that, that's that's kind of what I'm referring to there. 
the dump coming up next on Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Well, it feels like we start here every single time of late. We'll start with the Shohei Otani piece of the dump. He was really good again last night. He's won five starts in a row, Al. He pitched uh, against the Rangers last night for the Angels, which is good news because it's always fun to watch Otani pitch. But the second part of it is because he pitched last night, he's not going to pitch against the Dodgers this weekend. That is a big break for the Dodgers. That's the one guy in the Angel rotation who you know you're going to have a fight with every single time. I couldn't disagree more. I wanted to see that matchup. I really did. I know what you're saying. You're, You're trying to get the easiest possible uh, especially right now if you're the Dodgers. But then you're you want to see forward o- to that Jacob DeGrom game for the Mets too, aren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> Otani, look how much we talk about Otani. Unfortunately, it comes in this por- portion of the show. He's not, you know, it's Ota- we can't be talking about Otani going up against the Astros in a big game, a meaningful game in September. So these are he only gets a few opportunities to showcase Otani. And I, I think that would have been a, a really cool moment to see him have to face that Dodger uh, that Dodger order that we were talking about earlier. Well, the Dodger pitchers are going to get to face him in the batter's box, and you're going to have to live with that because that'll be extraordinary. So I get what you're saying. It'd be great to see him play in a role that is something other than spoiler, though. I'd like to see him play some games that, I don't know, matter for the Angels. That might be kind of fun. That ain't happening I- soon. Not No time soon. Eddie Alvarez is a member of Team USA at the Olympics. He's a member of the baseball team. He's also the first person in 100 years to medal in both the Summer and Winter Olympics. He also has a speed skating medal in the Winter Olympics. I don't know what that is other than incredibly cool that you're on Team USA Baseball and you're an Olympic speed skating medalist as well. That's a, that is a weird double-double, Al. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> How do you what do you medal? What, what do you get? I, this is what I'm more curious about. A couple golds, or what are we doing? A bronze See, and a look, silver? Look, look what you. do you do? You're trying to throw shade on Eddie Alvarez's medals before he's even had a chance to win a gold medal in baseball. He's still in. They're still alive, I'm but they're gonna, they, the Americans will medal. Wait, they're, they're, yeah, they're the gold against medal Japan, game. right? Huh? They're against USA Japan in mm-hmm. uh, in the yeah. baseball baseball final. And you're just you have speed skating. How how far did he go? Who did he have to beat? Wait, is, it, is it just a bronze? I think you're impressive, Eddie. Don't let Al throw uh, cold water. Like summer and deal. winter. I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> uh, he won a silver in 2014. Yeah, silver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That, but think about it. Oh, Baseball both ridiculous. Are you in the heat. Me? But wait, here, wait, wait, just wait. To, both of them uh, are ridiculous. Just just yeah. winning an Olympic medal in and of itself. I don't even care if it's in you know checkers or whatever. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. One of these things is played when it's 100 degrees outside, and you need Unbelievable. really good. And the other thing is, you only do this in places where it's freezing. No, no speed skaters are coming out of Phoenix. I don't yeah, think they're not in. Right? Glenn, You're going to need Glendale, some ice Arizona. somewhere. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> that he's got both of these. I, I couldn't be more impressed with this guy. Are you ready for this? I had to triple check this. Mm-hmm. There's NFL football tonight. The Cowboys, really? and, yes, the Cowboys tonight? and the Steelers are playing the Hall of Fame game tonight in Canton, Ohio. It is officially football season once they kick that off tonight, Slee. By the way, how great is it as we get into the next couple of weeks, right, where you don't know what to watch? Okay, wait, that's going on at that time, and this is going on at that time, and then Sunday this is set up, and then college football is on set. Does it, does it get any better than that, where it's just like this – you don't know what to focus on. We're, we're getting close to it, Trav. The time of the year where it's an overload in sports, and, and you and I are going to enjoy those moments. Are you anything like me where you're going to flip on that Cowboys-Steelers game tonight? You're going to see the unit. Oh, it's the Steelers and the Cowboys. Yeah. And then they're going to kick the ball. You're like, yep. who the hell are these guys? I, <laughs> I don't need to watch any of this. There, there are two <laughs> camps of football fans. There's the ones that will watch every second, doesn't matter the game, all that stuff. And then there's the other side that's like, I need a little setup here. I got to make sure the right players are playing. I know I'm not going to watch every game that's uh, you know, that's on the schedule. That'll be me tonight. Yeah, I'll switch over for a little bit, but something else going on, then I'll catch something else. What are we doing for three deep depth at uh, safety this season? Uh, let, let, let's see if this this undrafted guy out of McNeese State really is uh, the, the the cover guy that I think. No, no, no. <laughs> let me know when the real guys are playing. Really? <laughs> this corner from Washington State? <laughs> We got this guy, we, we undrafted free agent. We could have gotten that guy from uh, Montana University Technical Welding School. Why didn't we get him? Sorry, guys. I, I, have, I have breaking news in the dump. What do you Messi, got? Messi will not return to Barcelona this year. So, Messi, Messi, what signed. do you have to say? I thought he did that already. No, it's breaking news. It's not, he's not going to re-sign with Barca. It was kind of it was the potential of it happening, 
But it just came across the ticker on Sports Center. Messi's not going to return Maybe to Barca. Maybe it was the shock of Alan Sliwa saying that Copa America was more important than World Cup soccer and that he just his mind was blown and he decided he'd just rather quit than live in a world with I was, such ignorance. Uh, I, was getting, um, I was getting frantic with my conversation about uh, international basketball. I was like, just grab anything, Al. Grab anything. Um, real quick, there is Barca. a... I want to go there, play for you, Man U, and I want to play for Juventus, and I want to play for LAFC, and I want to play for in the Bundesliga. I do not want to play here for Barca. I won't. I won't. I won't. What? <laughs> Messi? I want those guys to hang out. Messi's they, not playing? They should go drink a bunch of beers together. Some dude just put up on Twitter, Sreeker, I don't know. Uh, free agent Lionel Messi is planning to sign a one-year contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. Sources tell me, and he's literally wearing—he's <laughs> literally—it's cropped in a number ten Laker jersey. Perfect. Isn't Dudley ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Messi, uh, that's mine. What are you going to give me? You going to redo my kitchen? <laughs> I, I always like those when guys have to bid on numbers and they get thousands of dollars. I look. Do you have a favorite number, Al? Is that a thing that adults have anymore that aren't athletes? <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, Thirty-two was my favorite number uh, because of magic. Growing up, a magic, yeah. But yeah. that's I, I'm not. I'm not playing in a uh, in a rec league game. So I'm not. Well, who's got thirty-two? I'm not. I'm not playing. So let's say that you are. You've worn thirty-two through high school, through college. You've had a okay. nice career as a number thirty-two somewhere. But you're going to another team. Yep. And thirty-two is taken by some other guy. How uh-huh. much are you paying him for that? You're uh, gonna buy him I'm a not, new house. <laughs> I'm not paying him a dime. I'll go ahead and take. 19. That's fine. That sounds good. <laughs> good. We, I'm glad that we found some common ground. Here's what's coming up tomorrow on ESPN. It's the Ocho. It's Baxley. All of the wild things that you see that there's cow chip tossing, there's cornhole, yep. there's Minecraft competitions on ESPN. Sure. I like this. I feel like this is my chance to get on, uh, on, on TV. All right. Let's put all this aside for a quick second. You ready for your vacation? Yeah. You ready to go and kind of enjoy life over the next how long how long you out for i go to san francisco today i'll be up there tomorrow and then i come back uh on saturday and then i leave for my family vacation on very early monday morning and i come back very late friday so what are the rules like do we can we call you like how does this work are we call me all you want don't expect anybody to pick up we blocked a week and a half or how does this work you can you can call me text Uh me FaceTime me, whatever you would like to do, but just do not expect me to answer or That's be engaged up, in any meaningful way. That's really jacked up. <laughs> I might call you guys. I may call tomorrow at 945 just to make sure <laughs> that what's supposed to be taking place is actually taking place. Just I, I'm, Like Emily said, I'm in full dad mode you are in the not airport. Call. I'm telling you right now, you're not calling at 945 tomorrow. You're not. Uh, I, well, see, now you're just trying to bait me into it. No, I'm not I'm, baiting I, you I know in. your game now. You're going to be out on now the golf course. Now I have to course. make a decision. You're not going to be – you're not going to call in tomorrow at 945. How do they find the pod? Uh, ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. Catch the full two hours Monday through Friday. If I do call you, it's going to sound something like this. Hey, Al. 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 Are you doing that, Slee? Are you doing that, Slee? That's going to be him with him. Clinton Yates is going to do it for him tomorrow. We'll see you then. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.